0: Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch,
1: AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the SCN MBA podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sicari, and joining me again, as always, not in the studio today... Couldn't make it in, but he's on the line, Chris de Silva. Chris, how are you? I'm
0: good, man. Uh, couldn't make it because I had a netball semi-final. Unfortunately, it didn't go too well.
1: It, oh, that doesn't uh, sound too good. What happened?
0: Yeah, we lost Explain. on the buzzer,
1: man. Lost, lost on the buzzer. On the
0: buzzer. So, yeah, so I explained that we were we had a poor start to the game. Um, we were down about seven points at halftime. Yeah. Um and you know in netball having played you can't you can literally only get it back once at a time. It's There's very no difficult points. to come back. The,
1: it, momentum yeah. it, just you know in sports momentum's everything in netball. It's very very hard to gain momentum just because yeah, it's so hard absolutely. to get the ball back. So you yeah. don't have those big momentum swings and 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 large scoring chains in netball.
0: Yeah, so we're yeah, so we're down 13 to 6 at half time. Mhm. Um, yeah, and in the third quarter, we just locked in um, defensively, and going into the three-quarter time, we were we had cut it to two points. So seventeen fifteen, we were down. Yep. Um, and then we started really well in the fourth quarter. Actually, got the lead. Took, um, took the lead. Took the lead. So, but it was only by one. And Ooh, then okay. it was literally for about half of the quarter. The last five minutes of the game was just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Goal for goal, goal for goal. Um, We had a few chances that the shooter on the other team actually got two very crucial offensive rebounds. Yeah. And she was off her own missed shots, so she was able to put them back in. And if we had secured those, we would have got the ball back and potentially had a chance to... um, extend the lead to two goals, which in, which would have been probably insurmountable. So, um, yeah, so we, it was tied 21-21. Mm-hmm. Um, with 30 seconds left, Ooh. they were, they had the ball. Yeah. And they had like a stepping violation or something, so it was I a turnover. Still
1: don't understand that rule, so, but anyway, we'll go on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so we had a, we had the ball, but it was in our defensive third, so we had about 30 seconds yeah. to get the ball up up the floor and shoot. And I was actually on the bench in the fourth, um, just due to the rotation. And I was just screaming out, like, hold the ball for the last shot. Hold the ball for the last <laughs> shot. So there's no, there's no shot clock. No, 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 you can hold it. There's all you have yeah, to keep passing was, like, around. hold yeah. the ball for the last shot. And the other team had this center who was about, he, oh, he might've been about six, three, six, four. It's a big guy. Yep. And, we tried to throw a cross-court pass, oh, no. and he just sticks out <laughs> one of his niches and just grabs it. Yeah. throws it down the other end, um, and it gets knocked out. So with eight seconds, about 10 seconds left, it gets knocked out by our defense or still their ball.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Um, but I thought, okay, maybe, because the clock doesn't stop in that ball, so nah, it just keeps, keeps going. Keeps going, yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe we can push it to overtime here. Yeah. they fling in a pass and it literally goes like over our defender. And the guy grabs <laughs> oh. it with about three seconds left and just shoots it. And it literally, I'm not kidding, it goes in as the buzzer sounds.
1: In netball, say if that guy caught it, if he didn't shoot before the buzzer went off, is he allowed yeah. to take the shot after the buzzer or once it goes, nah, that's nah, it? No, I think
0: I think he has to get it off, yeah. Okay, unless so it is like foul, basketball, yeah. Yeah, unless he's fouled, he has to take the shot yeah right
1: so yeah, that is a devastating it. way to lose a game on it mate
0: it was, it was a like semi-final
1: third, no less
0: the third quarter we were like okay like we're just happy to be here like we're happy to be in the game and not getting <laughs> blown out yeah. and then we had the chance to win so it was kind of yeah it was a bit shattering but yeah it would that's be. my night well that's my night so far
1: that's a pretty uh dull way to start what should be a very exciting <laughs> podcast absolutely um and just on a side note i, I I played netball as well, and we won last night, so it's just, I was very happy with that. It was a good result. That's it. But let's uh, put the netball talk to a side at the moment because we've got a lot more important issues to talk about, and there's only <laughs> one. It's finally here. It's been a long season. It's been... people. Some people will tell you it's been a long playoffs as well considering the lack of competitiveness and this and that. Personally, I mean, I understand that. It hasn't been that competitive. There's a sense of inevitability and predictability about these NBA playoffs. But it, they've been fun. You know, there's been some fun moments in these playoffs. You know, we've had we had the Joe Ingles moments. We had the Giannis Antonin, Kumpo moments. So there's been little periods where, you know, this is fun, fun playoff basketball. But the end result is what we all expected. It's really all we want to see. We yeah. want to see the two best teams. We've got the two it's best trilogy. teams. The trilogy. Exactly. It's the third time in a row. It's Cavs Warriors. Is it the end of the chapter? Probably not because it might happen again next year. But it would be nice if this is the end. You know, we've had two epics. Yeah. It's 1-1. One, one. This is it. This is the decider. And it's really, to me, Chris, one of the first times both teams enter this finals. They're both healthy and fit or relatively healthy, they're both in good form they've both had long long breaks, they're both coming in fresh and that hasn't happened the last two years because you know last year you had Steph was banged up, two years before that obviously there was no Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving went down in game one. This is the first time we actually get to see it's the two best versions of the two best teams over the past two years
0: Yeah and it's good to it's good because there's going to be no excuses Um, you know Last year, when oh, I'll take it back to 2015, when the Warriors won, you know there was an excuse from Cleveland's point of view where it was like, "Well, we had we were missing two of our All-Star players," um which is kind of obvious. And then you yeah. had last year when the Cavs won, you had the Steph Curry was you know 65, 70, whatever percentage he was. Yeah, the ankle um,
1: was definitely affecting him no matter what. Yeah, yeah.
0: and. And obviously the Draymond suspension, which was a very pivotal point of the yep. series. So yep. hopefully this year now we don't know, you know, Draymond or whoever might be suspended in the in the series. We, there's no way to predict it. We don't know. Oh well, I, I mean,
1: I, the suspension to me it doesn't make an impact because he oh, it made an impact. But in terms of what I'm trying to say, he's going into the series. That happened yeah. within the series. Absolutely. That Absolutely. was in his control.
0: Yeah. 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 So. This time, going in, um, both teams have all their weapons locked and loaded, ready to go, and frankly, they need them, Luke. Um, yeah. But, you know, both teams are outstanding teams, and I hope for history's sake, when this series is over, we don't forget about the team that actually doesn't come out the winner because if you look at the playoff stats, these two are both historically two great teams.
1: It's It's the perfect storm in terms of two teams at the absolute height of their powers going at it. You've got superstars littered all over the court. Yep. There's bad blood. They don't like each other. It's not like they're hugging each other after the game. There's a genuine dislike. There's history. And it it really is, regardless of what people say, it was predictable. Yes, yes, yes. But this is what basketball's about. This is what you want to see in a finals. You want to see a matchup of epic proportions and it's exactly what we've got regardless of what your thoughts were on the playoffs it really doesn't matter because i feel like the finals is going to overshadow whatever you had negative thoughts of in the playoffs because this is going to be absolutely awesome how we're going to preview it chris we're going to have a look at some key some burning questions some key key questions that to, to that will probably decide the series so i want to start here is a very very simple question but it has a massive, massive impact. It's quite simply who is going to be the best player in the series. The way I look at it is, if LeBron is not the best player in this series, the Cleveland Cavaliers don't have a chance to win. He has to be the best player. If KD or Steph or or Draymond, whoever, if they're the best player in the series, Golden State wins. If LeBron's the best player in the series, we've got a ball game.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, and Looking at LeBron's play so far through the first 13 games, there's nothing to suggest that he's not going to be the best player. Yeah. Um, you know, he's averaging oh, 30 over 30 points per game, shooting ridiculous percentages. I think 50 55 from the field, 40 odd from three, and he's really. If you look at now, obviously they're going to say people say the East, and you know whatever whatever the case may be, but you play who's in front of you and, exactly, and. LeBron, if you look at him beyond the box score, every single game, other than that game where he was suffering with flu symptoms...
1: Yeah, game he's three against been, Boston, yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's literally been able to get to any floor, any position on the floor at any time, when he wants, what he wants. If he wants a mid-range jumper, he can get it. If he wants to get to the basket, he can get it. He's yeah. just, he's... He might not be the most athletic LeBron we've seen, but... In terms of being in control, in playing like a chess master, um, I think he, this is the best we've seen. Um, was, yeah, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I was literally about to say the exact same point. You know, he's not. Excuse me, he's definitely not the fastest or the quickest that we've seen. LeBron, the strongest, maybe not the strongest. Who knows? But in terms of controlling his own pace and just yeah. dictating the flow of a game. He's doing it so – it's not easy, but he looks like he's doing it so easy.
0: Effortlessly, I think.
1: Yeah, he knows when to attack. He knows when to pass it off to a teammate. He knows when to pull up. He knows when to exert X amount of energy on the defensive end. He's doing all of this stuff, and he seems like he's in second gear. It doesn't even look like he's trying.
0: Yeah, he's barely breaking out of the sweat. Sometimes.
1: Yeah, exactly. ridiculous. Yeah, he's look. He's going to be the best player in this year. I think he's going to be the best player. He's too good.
0: Yeah, too
1: good. Yeah. Not and he knows. He knows the stage. He knows Absolutely. where he's at. Absolutely. He there's no one better at knowing the situation and the expectations attached to it than LeBron. And this is one of the first time he's entering a final series with no real. Heavy. I mean, there's still expectation. There always is. You're in the finals. Your name's LeBron James. There is yeah. expectation. But this might be the least amount of expectation he has found only because the pressure's on Golden State. The Absolutely. pressure isn't on Cleveland. Yeah, Le- LeBron's run a title for Cleveland. He's done yeah. that. He's done everything in the finals. He's going into this one thinking, you know what? I'm I'm free. There's no yeah. one, you know, there's no one telling me, oh, you know, you have to win because you promised Cleveland you'd win one, this is your chance, you lost last year, all that type of stuff, that's all gone now. Mm-hmm. This is just him in seven games against the best team on the biggest stage, and it's a dangerous proposition.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, took the words right, of my, right out of my mouth, actually. I was yeah. going to say, LeBron James playing, if you look, look back at his, not just his NBA career, look but back at his life. Mm. Um, this guy's been in the national spotlight, yeah. Yeah. Um, playing in front of recruiters. He's been playing for something, um, yeah. where something's at stake almost since he, for, for the last 20 years of his life. Um, yeah. Probably since he was you know, 12, 13, going on into, into the latter years of his high school um, career. And he's still able to play so well with the weight of all those expectations. We saw what he did last year. Um, where the pressure was just unbelievable. Now you look at this year where he literally has... I mean, obviously, he does have a championship to lose. Let's not lose sight of that.
1: Well, yeah, Um, there's not... I mean, like I said, there's still pressure because he's in the finals.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But he's playing... It's almost like a weight's been lifted off his shoulder. And me and you always talk about the Cavs and we say so much of what LeBron does and what he goes through, it projects onto the team. Yeah.
1: He's the barometer. Uh,
0: at, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think the calmness and the almost joy that you, LeBron's played with this year, it's really projected onto the team where we've seen Kevin Love be the most outgoing and yeah. he's really enjoyed his basketball this year. Um, yeah. You know, Kyrie Irving played had a career year. Um, yeah. These guys are literally going to future concerts. I mean...
1: within <laughs> finals few, week. A <laughs> few
0: days out from the finals. Yeah. Um, and they're just happy to be there. And I think I was listening to the um, Jason Lloyd of The Athletic. He has a podcast um, as well. And he was talking about the fact that Cleveland really needs to take, take this team in and take this era in because they literally might never have this era of success in any sport ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all know the, and, the history of Cleveland. Absolutely. <laughs> and how, how often does someone generational, you know, be born from Cleveland. If he's not born in Cleveland, why comes to Cleveland willingly? You know. Yeah. So, yeah. I think all of that culminates in them just being able to play ball, um, not having expectations of you know. Um, there's no discussion of well, is the big three, um, big three of Kyrie, Kevin, and LeBron a success? Everyone knows it's already a success. They've won a title. Exactly. Um, they've done what you know, they had to do. The moves of moves of, that David Griffin has made, bringing in Fry last year, um, JR, Champet, they've been vindicated already. So yeah. now these guys, all they have to do is play ball. Um, and it's, it's funny, it's quite a contrast from, say, if you look at the first iteration of this rivalry where it was Golden State who was playing with almost a sense of joy, a sense of, we're just happy to be here and really enjoying basketball. And I think it's interesting with this rivalry just to see how that dynamic has flipped over the past three years. Yeah. Where, where the two sides have almost um, almost switched positions. Um, where now all the pressure, expectation, it's all on Golden State now.
1: It's a really interesting point because now all of a sudden they're the one with the superstar in Kevin Durant. Who's yeah. got that pressure that LeBron has. Is, is that, hey... It's almost like the pressure that LeBron found in Miami, I should say. It's like, hey, yep. you've moved to this team. You've built – or you haven't have built a super team. It was already a super team. You've joined this super team. You haven't got your yeah. title. Hey, this is it. You, mm. you have to deliver now. And he's almost – he in a strange way, he's doing that LeBron. He's embraced that villain role because he's yeah. become a lot more um, antagonistic, I guess you could maybe say, off the yeah, court. Yeah, a lot the, more
0: vocal. The
1: way he conducts himself, it's almost as – He's just said, bring it on. You know, I'm yep. going to embrace this role. I'm going to be this villain. So it's really, it's an, it's going to be really, good. it's a, it's an interesting dynamic you bring up there, Chris. I didn't thought of it that way. It really is. I mean, ESPN have been um, doing Cavs Warriors, like marathons of the best games over the last two years. And I was watching, yep. they had game three of the 2015 finals on before. And I was watching, Dalla Vadova making those crazy shots and <laughs> if had David Black coaching it felt like 20 yeah. years ago it was only two years yeah. ago but watching that you're right because it was golden state were just that enjoyable fun loving team they're not yeah. that anymore yeah um we'll move on to our next question we'll keep it it's a very similar question so let's assume LeBron's gonna be the best player in the series next question mm-hmm. you're golden state who do you put on him who guards LeBron Do you put? Do you say, Draymond? We know you're you're a jack of you're our defensive quarterback. We we need you to guard LeBron for forty minutes tonight. Do you say, KD? Hey, KD, we want you to be aggressive offensively, but on the defensive end, you have to take this guy, Andre Iguodala. Do you put him on him? We know he's shut him down. Uh, hasn't shut him down, but he's limited him to an effect in the last two finals. But he's obviously a year older. You know, after that, the options are pretty thin. After that, so yeah, how do they approach this matchup to Golden State?
0: Um, look, I think Durant will start on him, but yeah. it's going to be defense by committee almost. It um, has to be. Yeah, Durant, Durant will get the first goal at him, and I think what he'll try to do is almost similar to what they did in twenty fifteen with Harrison Barnes, is because you're not going to stop. Players like LeBron, nah. Kevin Durant, you, you're never going to stop them. Yeah. Um, they're always going to get theirs. Um, what you want to limit them doing is, you know, in the case of LeBron, empower, empowering his teammates, getting his shooters into the game, because um, that's when Cleveland can really pick you apart, and especially this year where they're probably the better shooting team, 1 through 15. So Durant will get the first goal of him, but what they'll try to do is funnel him down to... Trayvon and um, Zaza or McGee, whoever's in at the five, uh, they'll really need that backup defense from the bigs um, where then Durant's just not on an island by himself. Yeah. Um, the only question for the Warriors is when Durant, because he, he does have a level of defense that he can get to. We saw him play it in the Western Conference Finals last year who was fantastic mm-hmm. defensively. However, when he does really dig dig his heels in on defense, it has shown um, throughout his career to impact him negatively on his offensive end. Yeah. Uh, now you can argue maybe on this particular team he can afford to do that because of the firepower they have, uh, but I don't I don't think they can afford a, a, a offensive drop off from Kevin Durant because they're going to absolutely need him on the other end as well. When the games get tight, when all their pretty motion stuff gets scouted out and doesn't quite work, there's going to be times where Mike Brown, he plays dump the ball down to KD and yep. go get buckets.
1: And that usually um, happens. It happens on Cleveland as well, off LeBron. That happens yeah. at the most crucial stages because Absolutely. you're not going to run a beautiful, sophisticated offensive set with 30 seconds left in a two-point game. You're yeah, giving it to be... your best player and you're getting out of the way and you're letting yeah. him go to work. Yeah. So it really is... it. It's always we saw it a bit with Kawhi Leonard this season with the ex- it worked yeah. the other way with the extra offensive responsibility it did yeah. negatively impact his defense defensive output. So yeah. will the same thing happen with Durant where because he's going to need to guard LeBron, yeah. he's going to exert so much effort and an energy defensively. Will he have it on the other end? Which is like you say, it has to be a horses for courses type of thing. You have yeah. to run Draymond on him at times. Iguodala, oh, I don't. I mean, probably if not. Clay's an outside option, but it's those yeah. three are really the only ones, aren't they?
0: Yeah, if I'm if I'm the Warriors, I'm hesitant to put Draymond on him too much because
1: he's too once versatile. He,
0: once you put Draymond on him, what LeBron's going to do is take Draymond out to the perimeter, yeah, which opens up all sorts of lanes for Kyrie. Yeah, um, so you don't really want to. Whilst Draymond is absolutely capable of defending in the perimeter, he's for me, the best defender in the league. Um, but you don't want to take away your best rim protector away from the rim. Exactly, uh, which, yeah. which is counterproductive. Um, I think Iggy will get a lot of minutes on him. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. how Iguodala holds up because we saw last year, late in the series, Iguodala was really laboring. He was a shell of himself. Uh, and, Physically,
1: and, and it had taken a massive toll and he's yeah, just a and, year older now. And
0: look. And look, this year, yeah, he's lost a step. He's not as good as he was in 2015 when he won finals MVP. And um, he also had a knee issue in the Western Conference finals where he actually missed a game, um, if I'm not mistaken, and had an MRI on his knee. Mm. So with LeBron playing like he is, you literally don't want, you know, anything, any bit of um, advantage that he can get, he's going to go for it. Yeah. Um, and defensively, for me, Luke, this series is going to be who can exploit the matchups. Um,
1: yeah, no, so, that, that, that's what every series is about. Yeah, isn't it? You we, know?
0: we know we know what the Cavs' mo is going to be offensively. It's going to be put Steph Curry in every single pick and roll. Um, that's no secret. That's what they did last year was their success, and they're they're going to do it again. And Golden State with Mike Brown, and he's said he's like, look, I love Steve's offensive motion stuff, but the way I do is when, when it gets down to the crunch time, I I pound the mismatches. I try to find find the holes in the defense and attack one on one. We've seen Mike Brown coach in Cleveland, in LA, back in Cleveland. He's coached the same way, so he's not going to s- suddenly start running, you know, Popovich type offense. Yeah. Um, while they still will obviously run some of that stuff, it's going to be much more isolation based, which I think actually will suit Golden State well because they, they need to, for Golden State to have success, they need to attack Kyrie the same way that Cleveland attacks Steph Curry on defense.
1: Yeah. So it's an interesting one with Kyrie as well because he's one of those guys, we saw it in game, was it game four or five? I can't remember. That one game in, I'm pretty sure it was game four, in Cleveland against Boston where yep. he just took over. Yeah. And yep. we saw it last year in the finals as well. He had those moments where he really came into his zone on the offensive end. Yeah, he's going to be one of those guys. It's him and Kevin Love. It's the other. It's the yep. other question I had here. It's the other. It's the other Cavs guys. It's him and Love. Now Kevin Love's been absolutely unbelievable these playoffs. He's averaging mm-hmm. twenty-two in the conference finals. Excuse me, twenty-two point six points and twelve point four rebounds. Yep. That's the best Kevin Love we have yep. seen in Cleveland. Definitely. So. He's been awesome but it's a classic Kevin Love question against Golden State. Can yeah. he is he too much of a defensive liability to be on the court when you uh, have the first yeah. the the quickness cuz are you're talking about the exploiting the matchups. Mm-hmm. If Kevin Love's on the floor, Golden State are going at him every single time because yep. what he was big in that game 7 last year. Yeah. But in a way it did almost overshadow the previous 6 games where he wasn't good he was Mm -hmm. barely playable if that so I just wonder as good as he's playing and as good as he played against Boston it's Mm -hmm. a completely different situation this series yep so because with someone like him and Draymond are completely different types of players yep especially defensively because K Love and while Kevin Love he's getting better defensively you see he's putting in more of an effort he's He's been staying with guards on the perimeter these whole playoffs. He's been able to switch onto Mm -hmm. the perimeter, onto guards, and really not stop them, but at least contain them or harass them to a certain extent. But against these guys, it's a completely different story. So him and Kyrie, how do you judge how they're going to go? Because I feel like, like we said, LeBron has to be the best player in the series, and that's a given. But... Again, watching the twenty fifteen finals. Again, he needs fire. He needs people next to him. He needs the contributors. So yeah, it's all about those two guys. How are they going to perform and step up um, on this stage against the Golden State team? Like we said, he is the best version of themselves.
0: Yeah, I, when I look at Kyrie Irving, that's not a guy that I worry about at all because for me, he's he's wired for this moment. Um, he's literally we saw. I sent you that tweet today about um, when Ernie was presenting the Eastern Conference Championship. He yes. starts talking about Oakland. You literally see Kyrie basically salivating. Yeah, um, he's just his whole life. He's he's built. He's been building towards these sort of moments where we've seen time and time again, whether it's. Going from you know high school to college, college to the NBA, NBA to you know rookie games, rookie games to All Star games, All Star games to Team USA, Team USA to the NBA Finals. Whatever the, no matter the stage, how high the stage gets, it doesn't matter for Kyrie because he just elevates his game when he needs to. Yeah. Um. For me, the ultimate X factor is Kevin Love, and I think it that's is, not a secret. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, Kevin Love he's given himself the best opportunity to to succeed in the series. And by that, I mean, if you look at him just physically, forget about his shooting defense, whatever, just physically, he looks a lot fitter this year. Yeah. Um, He's
1: moving quicker.
0: Yeah. He's moving quicker and he's a bit stronger as well. Um, you know, he put in a lot of, lot of time in the off season in the gym where he was able to still add weight, but still maintain his quickness. Yeah. Um, which allows him um, to help on those switches and corral, you know, guards and and even sometimes wing players. Um, So he's given himself the best opportunity to succeed. Now, will he do it is a different question because obviously the beast out in Golden State, that's a different kind of beast. Yeah. Um, But what Kevin Love needs to do is he needs to, he's clearly throughout his career, he's um, the way he can kill teams is offensively. So, he needs to punish Golden State offensively as much as they try to punish him on defense. Yeah, um, because if they go down the other yeah. end, and Kevin loves, you know, shooting his trailer threes, which is the Cavs have really added to the um, offense issue a lot, where you see him trailing, and um, Kyrie or LeBron pushing the break, and then they'll hit him up, and he's been fantastic from the three point range in, in the playoffs. I think he's shooting about forty high forties yeah um I think he shot close to fifty percent in the conference finals fifty um, three
1: point five in the conference yeah, finals yeah
0: and not just spot up as well you see him with a quick escape dribble, one dribble to his left pulling up three yeah um so he's playing the best that he's played um probably as a cavalier, i would say
1: yeah absolutely um, and it, it's really interesting as well because so you got kev there and he's almost a type of guy where we, you need his offensive output to exceed his defensive shortcomings. He has to yeah. be providing more. He has to be giving more than what he's giving up. Yep. And it, it's a nice segue into another guy I want to chat about in this preview, and that's Clay Thompson. Now, this is a guy who has struggled in the yep. playoffs. In the postseason, very, very uncharacteristic for him. We know he's one of the best shooters in the game. Yep. He's shooting 38.3% from the field he's averaging 14.4 points. Yeah. He's lacked any sort of assertiveness or or, or um sense of belonging or oh, not sense of belonging but he's not asserting himself onto the game. Yeah. He's kind of just being on the wings and you know we you know Durant and and Curry have been absolutely terrific. Clay is yeah. almost struggling to find his role in these processes which is really strange yeah. to see because he's had some really really Poor, poor, poor games. Mm-hmm. So, if his struggles continue and yeah. Kevin Love manages to give you 18, 20, 21 points a night, yeah. well, then all of a sudden it turns out it's Cleveland the one who has yeah. those more offensive options than the action packed offensive juggernaut that is Golden State. If Clay continues to struggle, all of a sudden they're the ones behind the eight ball offensively because and this is if if, if love continues to play like he can, because then it gets really interesting because then yeah. you have a situation there, hang on, maybe Golden State haven't got the offensive firepower to to just run over this team because yeah. if Clay continues to shoot like this, it's a problem. And then on the up flip side, if Clay wakes up, well yeah. then that's just an, another layer of complexity that Cleveland has to deal with on the defensive end.
0: Yeah. If you if you actually ever look at Clay's numbers, it's interesting he's actually shooting the same percentage he did in the regular season on open threes. Yeah. Um, but his numbers have suffered because teams are just keying in on him. Yeah. And we you know he play he's not like Steph, he's not gonna beat you beat you off the dribble. He he's, he has improved a lot at getting to the cup, but he's not gonna do it regularly. So you can you can kind of get up close to him and really um, get in his space and make it uncomfortable. And when, when you do that, he is shown, even though he's a great shooter, um, he struggles. And yeah. I think another thing for Clay is, uh, that's almost the underrated part is he seems to be a shooter that struggles to get in rhythm when he doesn't get a large amount of looks.
1: Um So he needs to get that early touch doesn 't he? yeah, he has to be like
0: involved. The, what the Cavs do with Kevin love where they run a few plays for him early to get get yeah. involved and I think get, that's he's a Golden State
1: confidence might, player
0: yeah, and I think that's what you might see Golden State trying to do that, maybe first few plays out of the gate, try and run some uh, uh motion stuff yeah. for clay, trying to get him up, open off screens where he's so dangerous um, but if he 's floating through the game and he ends up. You know, with 8 to 10 shots, we've seen throughout his career, that's not where he's shooting percentages drop. But the more shots that he gets, um, it's like the law of averages. It's going to eventually even out, and he's going to shoot um, like he's capable of doing. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I do think he's he's a lot better than a 38% shooter from oh. the field. And, <laughs> and I think that is going to even out at some stage because... Um, the way the Warriors, the Cavs have to defend the Warriors, they're gonna to have to give up something. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're gonna be focusing on the head of the snake, the being the two-headed monster of uh, Steph and KD. So they're gonna they're gonna have to leave some some people open. It, it's it's just how this defense is we've seen. It's it's not good enough. Um, for no one can be open all the time. We've seen um, through the Eastern Conference. Yeah, each each opponent, Cleveland, has faced. They've had someone to kind of leave open and cheat off.
1: Yeah, you um, can't do that against. This they team. don't
0: have it. They don't have that in this series. Even Draymond shooting ridiculously from three. So, yeah. Um, but Draymond and Clay, I suspect they're going to get a lot more looks because they're going to Cleveland's going to try and take away what they can from the other two guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so as a byproduct of that, you might see Clay actually heat up a few games, like he did last year in the finals, where. I
1: Game 5, he had 37. Game 6, he had 25. Yeah. Um, where he really shone when, when Steph was struggling. Yeah, and I'll, that's a good segue because I was about to ask, where does Steph Curry lie in, in this narrative? Now, yeah. he's coming off, if we're just looking at the solely finals last year, yes, he wasn't 100%, but he, by his standards, didn't have a good final series, and yeah. he'd be the first to admit that. Where does he... Cause I've I've what I've seen watching him in these playoffs I'm seeing those little moments again him and KD have finally clicked together where Steph can be the old Steph at times where he just would take over games with yeah. the way he does with a sense of of swagger and enjoyment that's come back a little bit where he can just mm-hmm. pull up from 5 feet behind the line and go bang 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 Yeah with Kyrie now Kyrie has been playing some some better defense that probably we've ever seen him play in these playoff series. But I just yeah. wonder if Steph does get going the way mm-hmm. we all know he can and the way he has been, which he probably will, like, let's be honest, he's going to get going that way.
0: Yeah.
1: How much of it, he's going to make a massive impact. I feel Steph could easily be the finals MVP this series because
0: yeah.
1: I've got a feeling there's a sense of redemption that he wants to redeem himself from last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, Steph's a great player. There's no questioning that, you know, two-time MVP. um, He won him for a reason. Exactly. Those sort of great players, they don't often follow up poor poor series with poor series. Yeah. Um, They just don't. Yeah. Um, The one thing that's interesting with with Steph and the Cavaliers is the fact that in the last three years where Steph's really come into his own, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers have been the one team that's kind of been able to keep him in check. So it's almost um,
1: that bogey yeah. team, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Now Steph being Steph, he still had games where he's gotten off, um, particularly a Martin Luther King game two yep. seasons ago, where he was, I think he had thirty-five in the queue. Yeah. Um, but Cleveland, they know exactly what they want to do with him. Um, it's something that they've tried and tested for three years now. Um, they just Bash him off the ball. Um, and in the finals, it just doesn't get caught. Yeah. Um, now It's if, a lot more physical. If a, few, if a few of those kicky-tap fouls get caught early in game one, well, then Steph might be able to get off. Um, but what the Cavs, and it's really smart on their part, what they do is they focus all their defensive energy on cutting off the head of the snake, which is Steph Curry, still for me, even with Kevin Durant on this team. Because when Steph gets going... You see, especially at Oracle, the the Warriors just have a different energy when Steph gets going, as yeah. Opposed to when KD firing, it's it's. I can't really put it in words, but it's something that you see when you watch. It the feels the crowd,
1: different when the, yeah,
0: the crowd just gets this. They get energy. louder, yeah. They, they literally do get louder, and you see the Warriors may only be up four, but it feels like they're up twenty because. Yeah. Because Steph's hit a few shots, and, and he just gives that team a different energy that Durant frankly can't because he hasn't had that longevity with the fans and whatnot.
1: Yeah, uh, and I, I saw, as, uh, just on that quickly, I saw somewhere earlier in the season, I think I saw it on Twitter, someone probably tweeted it out. Yeah. It's when you play Golden State at or Oracle, you're yeah. down 6-0 to start before the game's even started. Absolutely. Before the ball's tipped off, you're already down 6-0. There's yeah. already a sense of, of they've already got control. Yeah, When Steph gets going, that goes up. You might as well be down 20-0 to start the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because once that um, train
1: gets steamrolling, it's very difficult to stop.
0: Yeah, and so this for me, if I'm Steph Curry, looking, looking at his, um, from his standpoint, this is a really, uh, almost a legacy-altering series for him because if you, now, 2015, you can argue he was probably a bit stiff not to get finals MVP, but yeah. if you're the best player on your team and you've gone to three finals and you don't come away with the finals MVP, even if they do win, but Steph still has a poor series, it's almost an indictment on his um, legacy, I guess. Um, because we saw last year, um, obviously now he wasn't 100%, but there were people saying, well, this is this guy really one of the greatest? Because he's came to the biggest stage and he, he didn't really show up. Yeah. Um, he can't afford to have a series like he did last year. He he just can't. If he does, the Warriors lose. Um, yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, so like I said with Clay, the Warriors would be well-advised ad- well early in their games to really make sure Steph gets into a groove, really make sure he can get separation off off a lot of screens. Um and the Cavs are gonna do what they do and it that battle, that back and forth is gonna be very interesting to watch. But I do expect um Steph to have a much better finals this year, just by virtue of he he's just playing better. And he's, um, he's leading into this into the finals as well.
1: And just simply he's too good not to. I mean
0: yeah.
1: the best player, too it's simply too good. Now yeah. that leaves us, Chris, at the most important time of the podcast, and that's prediction time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You start. Just what's going to happen? I'm
0: going to go. All right, go. So I'm. I feel like this series. It's going to go seven. The the sides are too. For me, I can't split them. They're they're both historically great teams, and I feel I feel like if it goes to seven, like I'm expecting. Um, in the seventh game, I just can't bet against LeBron Um He's played two NBA Finals Game 7s in his career, 2013 against the Duncan Spurs, yep. um, and obviously last year against the 73-win Warriors. So it's not exactly easy opponents. Um, and he's come out on top both times. Um, when there's just one game where, where all the marbles are there to be won, all the chips are on the table, um, that's a guy I'm rolling with. Um, yep. Now... I do have a precursor. If the Cavs go, I believe they have to take one of the first two at Oracle. Yeah. Um, they simply can't go down 0-2 again. Um, because if it, if they do go down 0-2, Golden State's too too good to not take one of the two games in Cleveland. And then it goes to a Game 5 where uh, it's at home and the odds are stacked against you. So I think Cleveland, they have to try and get a split at Oracle in the first two and yeah. then try and hold home court and push it to a seventh game um if they can do that if they hold home court they can win it in six but i'm assuming golden State's is just too good to not win one at, in um in at the queue um both these teams they can easily win on the other team's floor so home court's actually not that big of a deal for me in this yeah. series yeah um but yeah, that, it's very essential for them to win one of the first two. If you look at the Warriors' um, series since have been uh, coached by Steve Kerr, almost every series that they've had, they actually leave the door open in one of the first two games.
1: Yeah, there's a chance, um, a chance now, for the opponent to pounce, Yeah, yeah. Now,
0: now usually the opponent isn't just simply isn't good enough to take advantage of
1: that. San Antonio up by what twenty five points 25? in game one.
0: Yeah, There you go. Perfect example. Game one against Portland was, I think, tied halfway through the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, If you look at last year, even though the Cavs got blown out in game two, game one was a tie game. Yeah. It was in the fourth quarter where the Warriors kind of took control uh, due to their bets. So they do give you a chance to take one, and it's up to you whether you're good enough to take it. Um, Now, that's easier said than done, but... If Cleveland wants to have a chance, they absolutely can't go down 0-2 for me.
1: Um, how about your prediction? Well, I just want to clear up on yours. That was a lot of ifs for a prediction. So you're going yeah. Cavs in seven?
0: I'm going Cavs in
1: seven, yeah. Okay. It was Cavs in seven with it was precursors. But on the sheet of paper, you're writing down Cavs in seven. Okay. Cavs
0: in
1: seven, yes. Yeah. I do agree with you in the sense that if it goes seven... It's yep. you have to be a very very brave brave man to bet against LeBron James. Yeah, in a in a one off winner takes or elimination championship winning game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get to that point. Yep. I'm going Golden State in six. I think Golden. I I have a feeling that like I said before, Steph I feel is going to have an incredible series. I think Clay's yep. not going to shoot this badly. All the Cleveland guys are going to play well. LeBron's yeah. going to be a mate. LeBron might just have the greatest final series. Ever. It will be better than last year. Who knows? But he just might have something historic in the making. Kyrie will have a 40-point game. Kevin yeah. Love's going to prove himself to be at least above average production-wise in the series. You know, Daryl and Williams might go off. Kyle Corver might hit six frees in a game. Who knows? Tristan yeah. Thompson's going to be a... We haven't even mentioned him. He's going to be a menace as he always is. Yeah. Draymond's going to be at the antit antagonistic defender that he always is. I just feel in this series and these teams are very evenly matched. It's so hard to bet against them. But
0: Yeah.
1: I just think Golden State are that hair better. They're just that little bit better. Yeah. They'll steal a the game in Cleveland, they'll go on to win it in six. So yeah. well they that's what I'm... I'm going Cavs in... I'm going, going to say it in six. You're going Cavs in seven, so...
0: It's absolutely fair prediction, mate. Right? There's... Um, there's. I think that margin between these teams is literally close to nothing. Um, they're both fantastic teams. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's, it's going to come down to little margins. You know, who wins key moments in the series um, often dictates who wins series. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to come down to those key... We see it every year. There's there's key moments in certain games where it's up for the grabs and it's really 50-50 and whoever comes out in those moments tends to run away with us.
1: It's going to be those little incremental moments that are going to decide the series. Chris, Absolutely. while you couldn't make it into the studio tonight, it doesn't matter because have enjoyed your company over the line and you know it's that time of year now we can just sit back kick the feet up and just enjoy what's supposed to be just an absolute classic of an NBA Finals.
0: Enjoy greatness.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing. I hope people appreciate this Finals. I know there's bad blood between the two teams and the fans don't like each other. We have to appreciate this final series because it's not very often you get three three years in a row of the same teams, and there's a reason they've been there three years in a row because they're the best teams and they don't like each other. Yeah. It's gonna be absolutely sensational. And you know, next time we speak, we might be reviewing the finals as opposed to previewing them. So Yeah,
0: it's a scary thought.
1: <laughs> it is, and another season will be over. So enjoy these next two to three weeks, these next seven games. They're gonna be an absolute roller coaster. I think that's pretty safe to say. There's gonna be so many storylines that come out of this one. It's gonna be absolutely unbelievable. Chris Chris, appreciate it as always. And where can we find all your stuff?
0: Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter at Silva 23
1: Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Luke Sakari. So until then, thanks again for tuning into another edition of the SCN NBA podcast. And most importantly, enjoy the finals.